0: finally guys the whanau is back together again for another episode from Dub. what the fuck are now we are going to do our five favorite ufc fighters of all time to us our five ufc fighters ufc or uh, mma oh mma mma fighters yeah mma fighters you're right mma fighters of all time and this will be an interesting one because we've had some category things that we've done so far. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts and obviously my my picks as well, your picks, my pick. Let's start with Pat, who's your number five favorite fighter,
1: I guess, so far? So my number five favorite fighter, I, I actually had a list of like 10 guys and I've just cut it down to what was just my personal favorites at a moment in time. And guys who haven't really tarnished their legacy. And I can still think fondly of them. And this guy at number five to me is uh, Robbie Lawler. I got to say, his welterweight championship run might have been the most exciting time in the welterweight championship um, division. It was so exciting. He had just fight of the years back to back. Rory McDonald, that epic war, you know, one of the best fights of all time, where just two guys took each other to the limit and just proved, you know, how bad like these guys want it to be at the top and then he followed that up with a fight against carlos condit which was arguably just as good and as entertaining yeah it and was. Then since and since then man he's still you know he's still been an entertaining fighter um had that last win against nick diaz and man he's been a pretty good guy he's got that warrior attitude i always respect that and I, I believe he's the kind of guy too that he's never been in it for the fame. He just loves fighting. And yeah, that guy's my number five. Love that guy.
0: Yeah, what a what an awesome pick, Pat. What about you, da? Yeah, that was a great pick, uh, Pat. And Robbie Lula was always a good guy. But um, <clears throat> yeah, num- my number five, like Pat said, I had a whole list of them. And then um, you got to cut, cut them out. My number five is Matt Blessed Holloway. He, he still well he's still an active fighter right now but man honestly just like Pat said he puts on the show no matter what fight he put like any fights that he's fighting in he just always puts on the show you know what he's about he's got cardio for days he went on a eleven win streak and before he even fought for the title but he was demolishing everyone in that division. Uh, and finally won the title, demolished uh, Jose Aldo a couple of times, you know, and, and this guy, man, the amount of times he put a put exciting fights on, it's just crazy. Like this guy deserves everything that that goes to him, and I just and his and his uh, boy is also entertaining, you know, also uh, entertaining to watch. But um, yeah, for me, man, it's Max Holloway and the best moment that he's ever done was against Calvin, Calvin Cater. And that was when he pulled out the moment of all moments, in my opinion, the, that he was the greatest USC boxer of all time. And and he's slipping punches. And if you've seen Dragon Ball Z, guys, you will know that he went Ultra Instinct and uh, Ultra Instinct Goku, where it's just, you know, he's, he's just feeling the moment and he was slipping all those punches. It was just incredible, considering he was also uh, jabbing him at the same time. The best moment ever, but Max Holloway, number five.
1: Leicester's is best,
0: Leicester's best, baby. Hoons, what about you, man? Yeah, <clears throat> well, I liked your guys. Pick. I didn't really have time to think about my own, but you know, now I'm going through all the fighters that I really enjoyed, and uh, some of them, uh, outside of the octagon, you know, they they <laughs> they took some PEDs and shit. you know, you know, enhancements and they got caught for it, but regardless, this man. Like, he was just, you know what? He was just entertaining as fuck. Like, the way, and I actually wanted him to win the second fight. And that man is Charles Sonnen against Anderson Silva. But Charles Sonnen, man, honestly, the best, the greatest trash talker of all time that stepped foot in the UFC. And that guy was relatively a nobody until he fought Anderson Silva. And then he just came onto our Raiders. Like, he, he was a great fighter, but, you know, we didn't really pay attention. But when that guy started trash talking, he just went, you know what? You know, I'm going to take this opportunity and grab it with two hands. Well, did that guy ever do? And just some of <laughs> yeah. his quotes, some of the shit that he was saying was so entertaining. So I'm basing more on that. He was a great fighter. Oh, a pretty good fighter. But, you know, it was the trash talking side of things that was just pure entertainment. And I loved it. So uh, Charles Sunden for me was number, is number five. Not based, like my favorite fighter, uh, not based on pure skill, obviously, but he had some great moments like that moment when he beat, I'm pretty sure it was probably Michael bisbee And then he just turns around and they post talk and then it just goes, you know, Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. Oh, you know, I was just gonna kind of,
1: say that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great It was, against, it was against Brian Stanner, I think. I um that. man, that was such a good win that one.
0: I really wanted him to win that title, man. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the shit that would come out of his mouth? (laughs) He would have just been so, just even a lot more entertaining. And then he had the audacity to go to the light heavyweight, and he gets a title shot by talking his way there. Just, it's just pure, like, he was just a genius. And, uh, yeah, I got got mad respect because of that for that guy. I just love people that were just, generally great entertainers like that and see he was the originator of the trash talk in the USC like that. Uh, but yeah Charles Sonnen boys that was mine. Yeah that, that's a great pick coons not only that Charles Sonnen his trash talking he didn't have to go personal. I don't think he really swore or like put any swear words you know he was really just on point. His trash talking was just so good to to listen to.
1: He didn't swear, but he definitely went personal. (laughs) And I loved it. (laughs) He was the man.
0: Well, when I I mean personal, like attacking your family, you know, uh, going to to find a fighter attacking a bus, you know, to actually personally hurt that man, you know, it's crazy. But um, when he trash talk, it wasn't like, it was for entertainment more than anything else.
1: Oh, he was champion. He would have hit levels before Conor McGregor ever did. Oh my God. But he was just so, yeah. Yeah, he would have.
0: For sure. For sure. That guy was just a man. like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, that's why for pure entertainment alone, that guy was one of my favorite fighters. And I actually, you know, after the Anderson Silva fight, I actually backed him. I wanted him to win after that. Because I I could just imagine what would have happened. All right, boys. So should we carry on? Um, All right. Number four pick. Now, I'll start with you this time. Your number four pick. Yeah, well... My number, one, my number four pick uh, is a man that was actually not on our radar at the start, but how he got on our radar was the mere fact that a man named Uriah Faber, the California kid, and he had a documentary that he was watching. And then, you know, it was, he, he's a, he's a great one too. Another honorable mention, Uriah Faber, you know, um, especially, oh, you got a, you got an older sister, hook us up, you know, that type of stuff. But It was actually when he fought the Dominator. Dominant Cruz is my number four, my fourth pick. When when Dominant Cruz came onto the scene and for the first time anyone ever seen, this was back in 11, like it was back in the day anyway. And that guy showed us pure footwork. For the first time ever, we all saw footwork. And we were just like, people thought he was running away. But when you actually saw it, and when it that first time he in the USC he fought um, Uriah Faber for the title, it was just beautiful to watch. Oh, well, we were all looking at each other. I remember that. Who is this guy? Like, geez, he's so good because technically, with his his wrestling background and also his footwork, and and his whole um, his whole goal was to not get hit, but hit. And also, you know, attack in the right moments. And he's the originator of footwork. And I think in my last, in, uh, in episodes gone, I've already talked about Dominic Cruz and his footwork. But yeah, that guy, Dominator, number fourth pick.
1: I like it. Good. Uh, the Dominator, he was almost going to be on my list, man, because you're absolutely right, eh? Just the an innovator in the sport and... It was just so um, oh, just amazing watching his footwork and his head movement. Something that isn't even replicated today, man. He's so unique,
0: and his uh, IQ IQ is such such at a levels above uh, everyone else. And he's got trash talking in him as well. Go home, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna. Yeah, um, I totally agree with both views. I think that the dominator. and watching him when he first came when they actually first cross over the lighter the lighter weight of the divisions like the flyweights and well actually flyweight wasn't there was it bantam weight and you know featherweight and and to see a man like that and his foot movement, man, that was ridiculous. And yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. But yeah, the dominator, it's crazy guys, because I just want to point this out. See my top five could interchange is interchangeable because it's so hard because i actually had a lot of favorite fighters as well but i'm just gonna do the list that i've got right now and then yeah maybe next time down the road maybe our list has kind of changed subtly but we'll see all right pat your number four pick man
1: yeah i agree like my my list might change um but at the moment man these are just my all-time favorites and um a lot of it has to do with um just what originally got me into this sport. So. I think this pick is more of a nostalgic pick for me and oh he's a legend as well and probably was the og of um fuck you dana white as well pay me (laughs) and it's uh randy Couture. this guy um he's just a class act just complete respect he's the kind of uh mma fighter that you want um people who are introduced to the sport to see because he isn't like a thug he isn't stupid he's an intelligent um guy who's just, he's sort of like your your, your tough dad who just beat someone up in the cage, man. And he's just had some of the most entertaining fights and just has all the accolades to back it up as well. This guy is a, he's in the UFC hall of fame. He won the UFC 13 heavyweight tournament. He won the UFC heavyweight championship and he won the UFC light heavyweight championship. So this guy, he, he was, you know, one of the first double champs. I think he was the first double champ. Um, um, he didn't hold the titles at the same time, but you know, belts at two weight divisions and his fights with, um, Antonio, uh, Rodrigo Nogueira, man, like that was one of my, um, like my original all-time favorite fights. That was, um, the 2009 fight of the year. And that was just a, just a grappling clinic. And it was just so entertaining. And then he, um, it's come from behind victories too. Like he defeated Tim Sylvia when no one thought that he could because, you know, he was an old man, um, in his forties and he beat the giant Tim Sylvia and became the heavyweight champion. He defeated, um, James Tony Um, the, uh, you know, he was the original crossover, um, fighter where he defeated a boxer in MMA and showed everyone that, you know, um, you need grappling if you want to actually beat someone in a, in a fight. And yeah, yeah. Rantico tours the man and... I hope people will remember a man, because, yeah, he's an OG of a sport.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, Captain America, the original Captain America to me, to us. <laughs> yep. But that yep. guy, the natural, yeah, man. Actually, I-, I would say this, Pat, I, I, yeah, I was contemplating whether to put him on the list in, the- in this uh, episode, but I didn't. But I'm glad someone did, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah oh, honestly, man, some of the greatest fights ever came from that guy and the way that he defeated people as well
1: yeah totally it, it, it defeated them too with tactics with um you know he he wasn't exactly the strongest or even the most athletic but i just loved how he was able to just like beat you know bigger younger opponents with technique and skill
0: yeah man god what a legend what a what a good name that was
1: yeah and dana white didn't pay him so he obviously had his um ins and outs with the ufc and coming back and Going over to you know other organizations, but yeah, no, nah, he's the man.
0: Well, you your number four, eh? Yeah. So uh, my number four, and this this sucker was uh was one of my favorite fighters of, uh, definitely my favorite, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Regard, I don't think that I would, I can't, I can't do it, can't take him off my list, and that's Dan Hendo Henderson, like that guy with the H bomb. And because my name starts with H, I was just like, yeah, boy. <laughs> like h4 all day man that guy has had some epic wars unfortunately for for him though, he never really won the usc title or he never won the usc title but on all the other organization easily won them you know but that guy had some classic wars oh uh, and some awesome highlights uh legend of the sport of mma as well and uh yeah guys like if you want to if you guys want his wrestling background oh obviously his stand-up technique and if you get hit by the h1 you're going to sleep that's how great this guy was uh and i i loved him i just can't speak highly of that that guy i even got a t- t-shirt to prove it
1: well that guy has some accolades too man he won the um ufc um middleweight tournament at ufc 17 back in the day and he was actually also um A double champ and he actually was a double champ because he held the pride middleweight championship and the pride welterweight championship at the same time and so he's definitely a a legend of pride and he came over to the ufc and defended both belts oh man and that fight that fight was shogun oh fuck it's one of the best fights of all time ever
0: all right boys uh okay let's move on to number three man okay so your guy's number three pick pat let's go with you this time
1: Oh man, it's kind of funny how we're going from Dan Henderson to my guy because uh, Dan Henderson might have like the greatest MMA highlight against this guy of all time, and, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's Michael Bisping. I gotta say, and um, Dan Henderson's knockout of Michael Bisping is one of the most memorable knockouts. But man, <laughs> I love Michael Bisping because he went from that moment to a moment where anybody could have just just gone downhill and just never come back. After that defeat it was an embarrassing defeat it was one of the worst knockouts of all time and not only did michael bispin continue and was a journeyman in the ufc he actually transitioned from journeyman to an all all-time ufc great by winning the midi- middleweight title and it's just so inspiring i think michael bispin's career is one of the most inspiring stories maybe in sport because not only not only did he um come back from devastating losses from um Dan Henderson and Vitor Belfort but he came back from a career-ending injury where he lost his eye from a head kick from Vitor Belfort and then fought the for the remainder of his career with one eye and won the middleweight championship on short notice against Luke Rockhold like how the like how can you write a better story than that and he defended the belt um against Dan Henderson got that um revenge fight unfortunately didn't get the knockout revenge that he got but he won him by won by decision nonetheless at home in in england and yeah um michael bisping um he's a great guy too he's charismatic he's funny he's a great commentator i listen to his podcast every now and then too and he's man he's entertaining and knowledgeable so yeah michael bisping is my top three in terms of a fighter um the legacy the story and the person
0: Yeah, love it. Hey, man, <clears throat> uh, everyone's got a lot of legacies in here at the moment, so good. And we're no one's got the same, but anyway, uh, who's yours? Number three, my number three is a man that his father journeyed from Japan to Brazil. And this guy, his name is leota the Dragon Machita.
1: Oh, I didn't even think of him, but that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's
0: yeah. a good pick. So, this guy, man, honestly. Like, boys, we all loved him. This guy was so amazing. He was probably the original karate guy to come in and not only come in with um, with explosion, with everything. He actually came in and actually won the title, you know? Because usually when karate guys come in, they lose, you know? And it's just disappointing to watch. But this guy, man, he had a ground game. He, had, he was good in jiu-jitsu. He was good. Uh, his karate was amazing, like we all know that, and and the um, quickness that he did had over everyone. But my favorite was definitely a lot of them, but he did the crane kick from Karate Kid, the Karate Kid, you know. And uh, that was different. That and and it was it's funny too because Patrick said, "Against like, my boy, Randy, yeah, Randy. <laughs> So it was. It's funny how it's all linking to each other. And uh, yeah, man, and that was, that was crazy. That was crazy to watch. And then he got another front kick to the face against Beto Balford as well, which is, uh, which is funny as well, because obviously for obvious reasons, but um, yeah, man, I couldn't leave this guy out. I was going backwards and forth and I was just like, man, this guy, I was so excited to watch his fight every time he fought. And so when he finally won, won the um, USC title, man, we were all, all happy you know, um, we embarrassed Rashad Evans. Embarrassed him, that, that, which was crack up. But um, yeah, that's my number fourth pick, guys.
1: Poor Rashad, oh, man. Sorry, um, sorry, that, number three.
0: That... that was my third pick, wasn't it? Yeah, third. Sorry, third. third pick.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, poor Rashad, That um, that face became a meme of that Lyoto Machida knockout. That was <laughs> that was a, that was one of the most yeah impressive knockouts. <laughs>
0: yeah, honestly, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that guy so much, and I can't believe that I kind of forgot. Man, I even named myself the Dragon that time. Yeah, I'm actually quite. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised you didn't. The well, it's hard because we we we've been in the game for so long. That's why it's so difficult to remember all the fighters. I might have to start changing mine again because <laughs> you guys are bringing up good ones. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, here's my number third pick, um, and this guy hails from Hawaii. And uh, I'm not talking about the later end, the back end of his career. I'm talking about when he was basically at his prime. And that's the protégé, BJ Penn. That guy, not only a Brazilian world uh, champion, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion, uh, that guy, his boxing skills were phenomenal. Uh, He he had the flexibility. But goddamn, man, his hands. And in his prime, people don't understand. BJ Penn's prime, that guy was such an unbelievable fighter. He could, he could take you either on the feet or on the ground. And his timing, his uh, movement, like he could slip punches uh, and all that. Maybe the only thing that was against him in his fighting days was his cardio. But if he got that right, God, man, like that guy was unstoppable. And for a period there in lightweight, that guy, he was the man. He, he was it. He was the goat of the lightweight division. And to me, that guy has always been a favorite fighter of mine. And we all used to go out and watch his fights when they used to fight. So that's for anyone that's listening. That We actually all, like when he was on, BJ, and we're like, yeah. And I, I just remember some of the classic moments like Kyle, you getting smashed in like, what, 10 seconds or 15 seconds with a flying knee and, and BJ hooked him or the epic, epic clashes with Matt Hughes and having uh, some good battles with him and GSP. So this guy's moved from lightweight and welterweight and backwards and forwards. And he's a double champ in both divisions. So that was the beauty of, uh, that's kind of the legacy that BJ had. Uh, he was a two-time uh, weight division champ, just like Randy Couture. So yeah, boys, another, to us, another legendary fighter. Uh, he's got a legacy. I won't count his back end because I don't, I don't really care about that part. I, I will always remember the BJ at his prime. In the golden days of uh usc
1: yeah they always say a motivated bjpn with abs is the um the greatest fighter <laughs> is uh probably the greatest fighter um at his time eh if he was motivated he could beat anybody and man yep. that, that that fight against um diego sanchez was probably the first ufc fight i saw live i think like i actually watched the event and that just was amazing the way he just finished him in that fifth round that was yeah that was awesome
0: yeah, that, that was awesome. Man, I agree with you guys. Even the Sean Shirk fight when he TKO'd him um, with the flying knee and that and punches and that and then after he like, grabbed this blood and uh, put it all, all over him and stuff. Oh, yeah, actually he stopped ca- the fight himself.
1: Yeah, he called it off himself, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Too. It was actually him that stopped the fight. Because uh, yeah, yeah. like honestly, man, we were all watching it and it like, it's over, like, come on. So our final two, and I'm quite interested to see where's our like where's the thinking is going so we're going to start with you and i just want to see who's your number two and then uh what we'll do is then we'll go straight to pat and he'll say his number two and i'll say my number two and we'll see where the thinking is for all of us all right now so who's your number two fifth man my number two is a man they call and i believe that he is the goat of flyweights and his name is mighty mouse Demetrius Johnson, honestly, that guy, he is amazing. You know, he was at Bantamweight for a while there, you know, first dominant cruise. Like, he was so dominant, it wasn't even funny. And every time I watched this guy, I think we all watched him, we knew, we are just pretty much like, oh, yeah, he's going to beat them because that's how good he was. Technically, he I reckon as an all-round MMA fighter, I truly believe he is the greatest. He he was so good all round. Doesn't matter which which part it was because his submissions, striking, wrestling, all on point. It's uh, it's Mighty Mouse for me, man, guys. Number two.
1: Oh man, so underappreciated at the time. Man, eh? that guy had it all, like the, the total package. Just at a time where flyweight wasn't really promoted. Eh?
0: That's exactly right. I forgot that he. Yeah, sorry guys. He is a UFC champion by the way, the longest reigning flyweight champion of all time. I agree That's... with you guys. I think you so under... Oh, sorry, Hoons Also holds yeah. the record. I just want to make sure that people appreciate this guy. He holds the record for the most title defences too. Now I can yep. go? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And so underappreciated. And, you know, that's the problem with Dana White, Nate, You know, oh, I just didn't get that. Considering this dude was so talented. I actually, I was I was humming and hiring whether to have my old mighty mouse on my top five but you know like i said my top five is interchangeable i can just change it up anyway uh but yeah i agree i think that uh mighty mouse is a great pick man number two what about you pat what's your number who's your number two
1: well, I'm actually surprised that it's gone this long without any um, crossovers at the moment, no overlaps. So um, let's see how long this is going to last because I'm pretty sure this guy's going to be on one of your lists and I'll be surprised if he isn't. And this guy yeah. is George St-Pierre. And <laughs> George St-Pierre is, without a doubt, one of the greatest fighters or the greatest fighter of all time in terms of just having no blemish on his record, avenged all his losses, was a double champ, Long-time welterweight champion has the record for title defenses. There um, took a long layoff for I think three or four years. Came back, defeated Michael Bisping for the middleweight championship, and then just on a dime turned on Dana White, um, pissed that bald fucker off, turned him beat red, and I'm just <laughs> he um he definitely um fought for his rights. Was an icon in Canada to completely push the um the sport forward, and it's just a class act and you're proud that he represents a sport. And yeah, George St. Pierre, man, he's my number two. When he was at the top, I watched all of his pay-per-views. Maybe not all of his fights were like fight of the years, but, man, they were always dominant performances, and he always improved. Um, well, he always uh, pushed the uh, boundaries of MMA. I totally agree, because
0: I had him in number two, because I'm guessing I know who number one's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... Totally agree, and we know for uh, I'm I'm guessing someone could, because these like by the by the sounds of things, I think we're a similar down the similar line because that is anyway, guys. That's my number two pick as well, the great GSP, who is arguably the goat in my eyes. You know what he is the goat for everything that's been done in MMA. That guy is the goat because one, he's never cheated. You so say he doesn't, you know, he's 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 never taken any enhancement or anything like that. So if we're talking fighting aspect, that guy's the GOAT of MMA. And, and he was just a great guy outside of the octagon. Yeah, but I agree with you totally. Like you already, yeah, He's had some classic matches. But you know what? Even when he was younger and he lost to uh, people like Matt Hughes uh, and then beat Matt Hughes again because, you know, that was one of his idols. And then Matt Serra Matt Sarah shocked the world on him. But that guy had to come back and just destroy the whole walterweight division after that destroyed master in the rematch because he took him too lightly in the first match but GST, i gotta love it and you know what that guy's an actor now that guy that's how far this guy's come now (laughs) and he's a
1: pretty good Marvel universe
0: yeah man that's it (laughs) that's it all right guys so uh i'm i'm suspecting that do you want to start with your number one or should i say it because i'm guessing we're both thinking of uh, one man at the moment. But, uh, I don't know who you got. So, what do you guys so How do you guys want to do this one?
1: Oh, man, you can go first soon. Right. Yeah, I agree. We yeah, you got number one. I'm interested to see what you. All
0: right. So, my number one at the peak of his powers, this guy, I really want to swear to. <laughs> but this guy was <laughs> like the Matrix. He was the first Matrix guy in the whole damn. When, when he came on the scene, he was just unbelievable. It was every fight we watched. In that golden era period, he came in, he just destroyed, seeking destroyed. Maybe a couple of, yeah matches, but mostly, you know, he was always must-watch pay-per-view uh pay-per-view, uh, you know, uh, event guy. And that was Anderson, the Spider-Silver. And his peak in his prime, man, that guy was just unbelievable. Like, some of the some of the stuff that he was doing inside the octagon, like, you know, slipping to him meant nothing. Goes, yeah, you know, but it was like Matrix to us. I was like, oh man, this guy. And then his domination when he went, you know, backwards and forwards from middleweight, went up to like light, light heavyweight and just, you know, disposed two, well, two or three guys up in light heavyweight, came back down to middleweight to defend his title. Yeah, you, I know that you guys are probably going to talk about him, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, probably my, one of my favorite fighters of all time as well. But like I'll put him at number one.
1: Well, um, okay, since I'm completely in line with Hunie, um, I'll go next. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my number one is also Anderson the Spider-Silver <laughs> because when he, he was at the top of his game, I was probably at the top of my, of my sort of, like, love and passion for MMA. I <laughs> watched ev- every event... I was a shit-eating wild man. I was just like, (laughs) I was watching MMA all the time, man. I was like following all the message boards. And this guy was, as you said, he was in the Matrix, just doing shit that I didn't even know was possible. His performance against Forrest Griffin was like watching a man, um, And fast forward, well, he made Forrest Griffin look like he was in slow motion (laughs) because he was so quick. He was just dodging his punches and he just knocked him out with like, with like a fleeting jab. It was kind of crazy how he didn't exactly have the, like the most power. His precision and timing was just so amazing that he was just able to like knock guys out just with perfect timing and technique. And obviously his, um... His feud with Chael Sonnen was just brought his status up even higher. Like, that was like a blood feud. That was a trash talker against the greatest fighter of all time. Those two guys sort of elevated themselves, made each other bigger stars. I think Chael helped Anderson as much as Anderson helped Chow, because, man, Anderson after Chael Sonnen was a superstar. I think we forget before then, man... Not a lot of people liked Anderson Silva because he did have a few duds. But man, when he was on fire, he was amazing. And yeah, can't speak more highly of that guy. 10 successful title defences at middleweight. De- definitely the greatest middleweight champion of all time. And I think Israel Adesanya has a still a long way to go to catch up to what Anderson Silva has accomplished. Um, always a great guy. Always showed great respect. That's what I love too, man, about um, my favorite fighters anyway. You, you, like, you gotta be respectful and i just love the amount of respect he showed um the other competitors and it didn't make me ashamed of you know being a fan of the sport like some other um fighters do these days and I, I love that you know even though the ufc completely screwed him over and didn't show him any respect on his way out man he's having a successful um, boxing career and defeated julio Cesar chavez jr um with an amazing performance in the boxing ring um, kicked Tito Ortiz's ass, and you know what? I hope he fucking gets a fight against Jake Paul and knocks that son of a bitch out and gets millions of dollars, man, because that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> no, well said, boys. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you guys put the spider on there. He was on my top 10, but he's not my number one. Um, <clears throat> it was well. difficult. It was difficult. Um, it was, yeah, that was a difficult one to leave out, but yeah. Anderson, man, that guy, like you guys said, in his prime, he was amazing. The first guy to do a front kick and knock someone out too, by the way. So, and if you guys want to watch that one, it was against Vito Balfour And then they had a, they had a feud. And just like my man, Leoto, well, that's hence why I said, I knew that Anderson will be at least on these guys' list. And I knew that, I guess Anderson said, to leota just front kick him to the face and he'll get knocked out and that's exactly what leota did too but anderson Silva was the first one to do it then Leoto was the second man to do it so and they're both in the same camp so yeah it's awesome man awesome i love you i love your guys uh, number one but obviously you guys know my number one uh you guys mentioned him as your number two but this guy to me man He was box office, Canada's uh, most impressive athlete. This guy on his prime was just like on top of the world, really. Everybody loved this guy as well. Just like all the lists, you know, this guy showed respect uh, in and out out of the octagon, but it's GSP, Rush, George Rush, St. Pierre. Yeah, he's my number one. Like these guys already mentioned, he is the GOAT of the usc and he proved it and becoming a double champ yeah he never lost the welterweight championship and then when he won the middleweight championship it just it was pretty much another tick and i love how he just said i'm I'm gone i'm retired i've done what i needed to do because all these other guys were getting their uh, championship bouts uh so must do the same so then after nobody can ever say to me that i never won another title at another division so that's what i love about it but yeah that's it that's my number one pick, guys, GSP. Yeah,
1: yeah obviously obviously, good pick, man. It was like, man, it, he's pretty much, for me, like there's one A and one B because, yeah, George St-Pierre could easily be, yeah, my number one as well. Just not only an amazing fighter, box office fighter during his time, one of the most popular athletes in Canada, but his legacy is one of the best legacies as well. Like even like Anderson can't, can't say that he's, you know, left the sport on top like GSP did. He just handled his career perfectly, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, Pat, exactly. And that's why he's my number one too, because he did leave. he he left on top. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things, is that the fighters that we've all picked have either made a huge impact on our, our, our watching MMA, but yeah, I liked it. I liked, it. I liked how this went tonight. Uh, it was good. It was great. Um, just so everybody remembers my list, Ra's list, uh, number one, GSP, number two, Demetrius, the Mighty Mouse uh, Johnson, uh, number three was Lyoto, the Dragon Machida, number four, Dominic Cruz, the Dominator, uh, and bless baby, Max, bless Holloway, was my number five.
1: All right, well, my number one was uh, Anderson, the Spider-Silver. Number two, George Russ St-Pierre. Number three, Buckle the Count Bisping. Number four, Ranzi the Natural Kotor. Number five, Robbie Lawler. Ruthless, <laughs> I Ruthless, Ruthless. Oh, Ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> ruthless Robbie Lawler. No, come on,
0: man. Come on. Is he, is he really your number five?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously my favorite fighter. <laughs>
0: oh yeah well my one obviously like pats the first two are the anderson the spider silver george rush saint pierre and then the protege bj Penn was my third dan hendo henderson was my fourth and then chow the american gangster sonnen or uh i'm the bad guy chow (laughs) sonnen that guy uh was my rounds up my five but like we said, I think we all agree is that I think we can always inter- we're, we can interchange it a lot because we do like uh, many other fighters uh, like a Demetrius Johnson, like Leo Machida. Well Leo Machida is actually on there so and and uh, So I'm glad someone got them. It was such an awesome podcast. So yeah. now would you guys get to hear what what's our thoughts on uh, our five top five favorite fighters of all time in MMA? Uh, if you guys have any uh, any clue of what your top five MMA uh, fighters, jump on any of our social medias and comment on it. Yeah. Comment, post something, and let us know what your five top favorite fighters, MMA fighters of all time. Hey, um, just just on that, any honorable mentions from you guys?
1: Uh, well, obviously for me, Demetrius Muddy Mouse was, that uh, was hard. I, he was on my list and he got bumped out just, just because of my, my personal sort of like experience, uh, with, you know, Robbie Lawler's era. Like it was kind of, that was a real tough one and obviously Dominic Cruz as well. Um, hon- honorable mentions that haven't been uh, mentioned though, I think is, um, Fader Emelianenko. That guy was a beast and he was sort of, his career was sort of at the tail end of when I started watching MMA. But Man, I respect what he did. Um, Habib Namagamado, obviously, that guy—you know—went out on top, undefeated, and obviously just looked untouchable in the cage. And uh, Daniel Cormier, man, just class act, double champ, and pretty inspiring as well. Oh, yeah. And I think he's doing pretty well too, uh, his post-fight career as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hoons, what about you, man? Honorable mentions? Uh,
1: yeah, it hasn't yeah, been think, mentioned but,
0: on our list. Oh no, well, no, you go honorable go. Yeah, yeah, just like what Pat said and any other guys that I don't have, well, obviously, there are some of my favourite fighters, like the Dominator, Mighty Mouse, and, you know, people like them. Uh, even the Count, I follow a lot. Uh, but uh, I think another one that, um, to me, I think it's more sentimental because of favourite fighters, because uh, watching this guy do something that I've never seen before, and that was against Brock Lesnar, and his name is Frank Mare, Uh Frank Mayer. Uh, obviously the diaz brothers oh the diaz brothers yeah how do we forget yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. no they definitely made my top 10 but but they made it as a package yeah yeah i i kind of include both of them together as well yeah there's there's a few fighters that we haven't really mentioned and um you know and and i think that oh yeah
1: that's right yeah yeah. and you know a guy who's obviously a legend but he's actually creeping in to be being one of my favorites now and he's accomplished so much already and that's jose aldo man like that guy yeah, is like great. a legend in the featherweight division and accomplished so much but he's still like he's going up in the bantamweight ranks man and man if he continues on this path he's he, he might creep into my top five
0: eh? yeah that's true that's true it's interchangeable like who said like uh like you said pat yeah i can i think i think the solid guys are definitely anderson silver gsp those two will always probably be solid guys, like GSP, especially on all three of our lists. But, um, but then, yeah, like Randy Couture. Like like the Iceman, Chuck Liddell was another dude that I respect. He was more on the back end. One of my like my personal favorites as well that I kind of left out, and I want to give an honorable mention, who I really like was Rich Ace Franklin was another yeah. guy. Yeah, like that guy. Like he, I, I used to own one of his tops. You remember, guys? Like, so... You know, like That's one of true. his MMA, yeah, MMA t-shirts. So you know that guy is kind of sentimental to me too. I used to like that guy, even though he got destroyed by Anderson for the title. But you know, still. <laughs> but,
1: but he was always yeah. the number two, man. He was always respectable, even after um, Anderson destroyed him. He pretty much defeated everybody else in that division. There, he was. He was a man back yeah. then. There.
0: He had some great fights. Great fights, that guy. I think he broke his arm against Chuck Liddell and knocked him out yep oh
1: yeah that was a highlight that one yeah that was, a yeah, highlight that was for sure awesome
0: highlight. anyway guys while we we're going to wrap this up uh we'd like to thank you for joining uh uh and listening to Dub what the Whakarunga podcast especially for the mma talk and the wtw finos uh top five favorite fighter pick of all time we might have to do this down the road again because they're obviously noticed that we're kind of like oh yeah that's right but
1: that's us see ya Thanks for listening to What the Whakarongo. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we're also on Spotify if you can just click on that notification and rate us five stars.